Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Adventurers, this is your host Tom or Robots, and I'm here with my good buddy Dave Chaffins of the Internet. Dave, welcome back to the Into show. Into the star field we go yet again, venturing to find our stars. Um, you know who was the first one to venture into the star field? Uh, that would be uh, Todd the Howard. entity known as Mario. Wait, um, what? Wait, Mario went into the star field? Yeah, what do you get when you when you do good in Mario? Uh, stars. And, and and there's multiple ones out there. Mm. He also went into the pipe field and the mushroom fields. He did. Yep. Uh, some would call it a kingdom. <laughs> the mushroom kingdom field. Uh, this is the best intro we've ever done. Welcome to the show, everybody. Um, <laughs> this is the show where we are diving into everything about Starfield. And um, if you've joined us for previous episodes, welcome back. This episode, we are digging into some of the video content that has been released so far, starting with the teaser trailer and then continuing into the Settled Systems video. And we have uncovered some wonderful details that you may have missed in these in these videos. Now, the videos aren't very long. They're short bits of content, but Bethesda has a habit of filling these videos with details and details that are probably going to be missed on a first watch or even a second watch. And Dave and I have dug into the details in order to bring to you the things that you may not have noticed. So that's what this episode is about. And Dave, I think we just need to get right into it, buddy. I think we do. There's a lot of stuff uh, after watching this. What I did was in my, my setup of how, how I did this research was I have a 4K TV uh, and I put it on the TV and I like paused it almost every frame. <laughs> and then like got really close to it uh-huh. and tried to discern and read um, uh, labels, uh, writings, um, mm-hmm. 
various pictures and decipher them. Um, and mm-hmm. honestly, that was a premier way to watch the trailer because there is a lot of stuff that's just kind of strewn about that pretty much everyone or most people have missed. Yes. Um, you also have a device that tells you the CMYK color of every single pixel on every single frame of every single 4K image. Uh, and that took you a collective number of hours more than the uh, collective length of seconds in the universe. Um, I don't know how you did that. I think maybe time travel was involved, but you got every bit of data out of out of these images. So um, let's let's dig into this. So the teaser yes. trailer. How does this open up and, and where are we going with this? Right. So it starts with um, kind of like footage from a moon landing, um, the, the same kind of like black and white photos and people kind of moving slowly and it's grainy. Um, but it's of uh, the uh, ship featured in the trailer and uh, two people moving around it and kind mm-hmm. of messing stuff up. So now, it says hey, that it's an. Here's a question. In order to refresh everyone's memories, why don't we just go ahead and just play the trailer? What do you think about this? That sounds actually really nice. Yeah. Okay. So here I've prepped, I prepped it on the screen. If you are listening to the podcast on the audio version, hopefully the audio will refresh your memories. If you would rather watch this, this will be up on the robots radio YouTube page. So you can watch us and our talking heads. We are the most two most beautiful human beings you will ever have seen. So you also get the benefit of that. And then you can also watch the trailer and we'll uh, we're not going to stop and pause and go through all the details as we go. But you can watch the trailer and then you can hear us talk about the commentary. So here I'm going to pull this up and here's the trailer for you. say the wonder is not that the field of stars is so vast but that we have measured it you're part of constellation now part of our family what you found it's the key to unlocking everything this is all we've been working towards We've come to the beginning of humanity's final journey. So there, there we go. That is the teaser trailer. And 
Dave, as you were saying, this starts off with uh, some old looking, what looks like moon footage, right? Yeah, it starts off with uh, with kind of like an old, like calling back to like the moon landing, um, which um, th- this this footage is fake. Um, the moon landing was not uh, probably, um, but right. uh, it says that this is in Creation Engine two, um, which is uh, something that I think a lot of people have been waiting for is for um, the the official second release of Bethesda's engine uh, that they've been running and and kind of modifying for years. Um, so it's that's kind of wind. exciting to see everything in engine exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, everything in this video is in engine as far as we've been told. Yes. Um, so the first thing you hear is um, kind of a callback between uh, Constellation and Starship Frontier. And so Constellation is uh, seems like your ground control within the game. Um, one of the it seems like the main faction is Constellation. Uh, that seems like what you're a part of, kind of like um, uh, Vault Tech, or um, like it seems like that that is at least the beginner faction that you are kind of thrown into. Um, uh, probably we can talk about Constellation great detail in a later time but it seems like that they are um giving you clearance to do uh to do a launch um and it is the starship frontier um which actually has a designation that i read which is ng1350 um that means absolutely nothing to me but i thought that was interesting that it had its own designation um for the type of ship that it was so my question i guess my first question is we're going to be remaining in contact with with someone it seems like for these launches or whatever. I mean, they're just firing up engines. We don't actually see the ship go up. So, I mean, at least to turn on some engines. So like, is, are we going to be like maintaining contact with constellation throughout the entire game? This is kind of like, I have a series of like theories and questions that I kind of want to ask you. That's my first one. Yeah. Um, well, constellation seems to be the organization that you work for. Um, and, uh, they seem to be the organization that is exploring the settled systems that that's the a phrase they use a lot in these trailers the the settled mm-hmm. systems and it's their job to explore to find the secrets and they they talk a lot about that as well so i i would assume that maybe they are some of the quest givers for the uh, main storyline piece that maybe there's something going on with that so if we if we think back to something like Fallout 3 one of the main storyline bits is finding a, a solution to the water problem right right and you have this constant ongoing quest line to find a solution to the water problem well maybe there's something going on with constellation having to do with uncovering a very specific secret that has been hinted at or something that has been lost information that was uh, uncovered about maybe an alien technology or, or something in the settled systems that we are trying to uncover and so there might be somebody you know, at headquarters at Constellation that we continue in contact with. Yes. That'd be I think you're, my guess is something like that. You have to give the player something to to set off with. Like you have to give them kind of a purpose at the beginning. It's not, you know, we talk about these open world games, but I mean, Skyrim's like Skyrim starts with you're attacked by a dragon and it's like, you got to go fight. You got to go figure out this dragon situation. Like right. that's what you got to go do. Right. Um, right. So I, I think that I think that there will be something. Um, and it seems like you're a new member of Constellation. It seems like that they're kind of hinting at this idea of like, welcome on welcome aboard. You are a new member, this kind of thing. Right. So, yes, that's kind of the sense I get. So uh, we move on and we get a, a picture of the loading bay of the ship that has a number of different cargo 
Quirio's kind of like strapped into the side of it. Um, in the top left, it looks like there's a health station. Uh, so maybe that's one of the ways that you can heal in the game. Uh, in the back, they have two containers by this ladder. One is uh, is labeled an oxygen tank, but the other one is, is labeled blue dioxide. And I had no clue what blue dioxide was, but I looked up, I was just Googled blue dioxide. And it turns out that um, it's just O2, you know, dioxide, that's chemistry, basic stuff. But there's a such thing as blue carbon, which is um, essentially when humans like put off uh, like CO2, that's what the greenhouse effect, that's all the stuff. That's kind of the thing that we're trying to prevent uh, when it comes to climate change. Uh, when they put that stuff off, uh, there's certain uh, natural phenomena that happen that can collect and store it, um, particularly in the oceans. Um, there's such a thing as um, these little marshes that uh, collect a number of different, like, uh, I, I guess they absorb the carbon within the ocean and then like reproduce it kind of like uh, the respiration that, that plants do because plants have the, um, they put out oxygen and input carbon into their system. Um, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a chemistry major. In fact, I failed chemistry in college, so I have no idea what exactly I'm talking oh, about. So but... do you think that this is part of the ship's natural way of, uh, cycling carbon and oxygen? Yeah, that's what I think. I think you, what you have over there is oxygen in like ready to use and you have like oxygen that needs to be processed more. So these are so like carbon like, filters. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, and then we see the infamous ladder climb, which is kind of the joke that, um, yeah. that people have been tossing around for years, uh, where you can't climb any ladders and you can't animate that in any Bethesda game. It just teleports you. And so we see the ladder climb, which I think is, is kind of funny. Classic. Um, classic. Next, we move into a meeting room that has a, a bunch of different stuff in it. And I'm going to talk about a few of the different places. Um, so there's a planning table uh, that is kind of like under lit in the trailer. You can't it, like if you're watching on a small screen, you can't really tell what exactly is lit up under there. But it's actually a map. It's not very um, detailed. It's not like there's a bunch of locations. It's more just like a like a um, topographic map that's in like black and white. Um, nothing labeled really outside of like maybe grids of where, where stuff may be. Um, but there's a coffee cup that's situated in the side that you kind of see an NO, but if you like get with me in my 4k TV and really get up on it, it <laughs> says Nova galactic, which is, um, one of the brands that you will see pretty much throughout the entire trailer. Um, so there's also a little knob connected to this map table that looks like the leaked HUD that is kind of the circle with um, a few of the different um, uh, like messages or like numbers that are tracking within it. We've talked in a previous episode about the leaked HUD on the side um, that's kind of circular, I guess. Um, so that could be a reference to that. Um, the next thing that happens is the player lays down a space gun that's branded combat tech. So that's the brand of the gun. The name of the gun is called Grindle. Uh -huh. This is the, I'm telling you, I'm going deep here. Yeah. Um, it's a Grindle model gun. There's 24 bullets left in the chamber. There's kind of an interesting little like holographic display that looks like it's kind of like embedded. It's not like, you know, star Wars holographic. It's kind of like embedded within the, the gun itself. Um, it, they lay down the gun and it kind of like powers off. Uh, you see a bunch of half eaten food uh, kind of laying around and you see space food, not just like there's like a sandwich and a coffee cup, but you see this thing labeled chunks which is the brand Chunks. and it's a baked potato that's been space wrapped <laughs> nice nice um uh, going back to grendel real quick is that, that's obviously a reference to beowulf 
it, it might be Grendel I, the I, monster from Beowulf, which yeah, I mean that, that's the only Grendel I know. I think it's also just kind of a menacing name for a gun. Like yeah. if you had a gun named Grendel, you'd be like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if Combat Tech is, names all of its guns after like classic literature monsters. That would be that, might that be would the be case. freaking cool. <laughs> that would be really cool. Okay. It seems like there is literature in this universe. It yeah. is. It seems like it is like Skyrim, where there is literature abound. It's not like uh, Fallout, where it's um, old computer readings and and hollow tapes. It seems like that there are actual books, which we'll get to later on. Um, also laying on the table is a flight manual that has Nova Galactic training protocols and advanced orbital telemetry. What this leads me to believe, and there's other um, sightings of it, is the brand of the ship is Nova Galactic. The people that make this ship is the Nova Galactic Corporation. Um, you mm -hmm. see it branded on um, a number of different consoles within the ship that it's all like pieces of Nova Galactic. So like um, this ship is like a is like imagine it's like a Honda Accord, like you're going to see Honda in like different places as you go throughout, you know, your car or whatever. Right. Right. Um, so it seems like that they are a ship manufacturer within the game, Nova Galactic. Right. Um, it, this also with, with the food and the different stuff, what do you think the resources will be? What do you think we have to track? So there's food lying about, there's obviously oxygen in some form or fashion. They've got two big oxygen pods and a lot of, of elder scrolls and fallout and, and, and the kind of stuff that they've been messing with has been that survival element as you go on of more bars to track. What do you think would make sense to track in a game like Starfield? Yeah. Well, so I, I have to wonder about this because, okay. So a few thoughts here. Um, one in most RPGs tracking food and water, like you do in say fault 76 is, fine until it becomes a nuisance. One of the things they changed in Fallout 76 recently is they, they switched over it from being a deficit when it gets low to being a buff when it's high. Right? Because mm -hmm. nobody wants to deal with like, ah, oh, crap, my, my stuff is low, now I have to deal with it again. It, it just keeps getting in the way of you having fun. So I can imagine that like having to deal with something like oxygen constantly running out while you're walking around places that, like that's that's a pain in the butt you know like nobody's going to want to deal with that unless it's very limited like there are um for example very special locations you can get to that are uncharted and you have to have the right equipment to be able to get there so it, it's a gated mechanic rather than a limitation mechanic that i could see something like that happening or my second thought is with the um, anniversary edition of Skyrim coming out and the addition of survival mode for that and also survival mode for Fallout 74, um, the, the, the option of a survival mechanic in Starfield being optional, right? Mm -hmm. So the idea that like you have to track these things and it's an optional mechanic. Otherwise, as long as you have the right kind of equipment and it's on you then you can go to the place and again it's a gated thing like you get a spacesuit that equips you with the right o2 and you bring the right amount of food with you and you can go that that would make sense to me 
Yeah, I think that it's hard. I think that they have they have tested the limit of food and water with Fallout 76, and obviously people did not. Um, that wasn't popular because um, they yeah. pretty much removed it. But I feel like that there could be some benefit to that. I feel like it's more likely to track oxygen than any other thing, because that's what you, you, I mean, you need to, you need to breathe and that's a pretty easy meter. And if they have just like big tanks of it lying around, that's pretty easy to do. And it's like, when you're on a starship, you don't need like in any like space game, when you're on a starship, you don't need oxygen. But if you go outside the, on a, like an unexplored planet outside of your little Rover or whatever spaceship, like there's generally an oxygen meter of some sort mm -hmm. that may not decrease so fast as like, you can't run away for a little bit, but like, you'll need to figure out a way to, to replenish that. Or, or if it's like an encumbrance mechanic, or if it's a, um, uh, if it's like a stamina mechanic where you can equip the ability for like you, we were talking about with the, um, like the, the carbon cycling, like maybe it's not that you just you run out of oxygen. It's that you need to equip your suit with the ability to replenish the oxygen. So mm -hmm. your your suit actually has um, uh, the technology to take the oxygen that you're breathing out and and or the carbon dioxide that you're breathing out and turn it back into oxygen. So that when you are exerting yourself by carrying more equipment or by running or by using your stamina, that it re gives you more oxygen faster. Mm -hmm. Like that makes sense. That would make more sense because now you just now it just it's a limitation. It, right. It just how fast can you run or how much can you carry and how fast can you get your oxygen back? That makes sense to me. Um, the next thing that they show is a small storage cubby. Um, they have a helmet that's been penetrated by like a small object, probably a bullet of some sort. And it says, do not use has mm -hmm. a little sticky note on it. Yeah. Um, there's a few books there and I have enlarged them. Uh, you know, I've done like the enhance enhance. Um, and the first one is, uh, the constellation spacefarers guide, uh, which shows the satellite from the teaser trailer. So we can assume that from the like original teaser trailer, when they showed that, like, you know, 10 years ago or whenever they did um, that, <laughs> 20 years ago, right. That, yeah. that space satellite was constellation, the faction um, that's exploring the stars. Um, so I, that, I guess that belongs confirmed. to them. Yeah. Or is it, is it a, is it a satellite at all? Is it, is it even, maybe it's a larger thing. Maybe it's a space base or something. It could be, it could be like their, um, we don't know their the main hub. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause it ha it's big. I mean, in the trailer, it looks big and they have these big flaps that fly about on it. So yeah. right. Could be, um, the other books that are there are a book called Omega by Flammarion. And that's not a Pokemon. That's just the name. Of it the sounds author. like an elder scrolls. It sounds like a, like a, I don't know, a high elf. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Uh, and the next one is sailing alone around the world by Captain Joshua Graham. Uh huh. Is this a Do real person? Joshua Graham is the name of uh, the old Caesar's Legion uh, mummified dude that's in. He's not mummified. He just has oh, yeah, birds. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, so that could be an Easter egg for because um, he's supposed to be a missionary in the um, like before yeah, yeah. anything. No, this is a Fallout reference. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm I, I'm thinking real world stuff, but you're right. This is a Fallout reference. Yeah, um, which I think is kind of cool to see. Uh, <laughs> somebody named Captain Joshua Graham, and I mean he was a um, it was a pioneer. I mean it was he was leading these expeditions and and helping people through. Um, you know, he kind of went out there before everyone else and was 
but really, I guess a pioneer is a great descriptor for what he's doing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, there is a the, Joshua Graham from Montana. I mean, he's very famous. You know, those Montanans, um, oh, this is particularly that Joshua right. Graham. That sounds like a good Montana name. Like if you met somebody from Montana oh, named Joshua he, Graham, you'd be like, yeah, this is an exactly. arrest record. Never mind. We're going to not pay attention to this. Oh, no. Oh, no. OK, sorry. Um, <laughs> the next thing is there's a container uh, that's that if you read the fine text, it says that it's it's owned by Constellation and it contains a Chronomark life pack Intel link. And I have I have done some searching onto what a Chronomark life pack Intel link is. Mm-hmm. That is a watch. If you look at some of the concept art that's been out there um, on the back of the watch and like the interior of it, it says Chronomark in it. What I think this is, is the, when you join Constellation, they give you a package that has your watch in it. And the watch is your HUD. Essentially, it's like your pit boy. Um, ah. So this is like the container for the pit boy. Ah. And in, in the narrator's dialogue, they show this and they say, you're part of Constellation now, part of our family. Nice. Nice. Which I think is pretty cool that they have like, it's kind of like a, a pit boy essentially everybody gets like their little watch it could be it's probably you know bigger does more stuff than a pit boy would for that screen but it's um right right like you actually zoom like if you look at it you, it zooms in you know like enlarges mm-hmm. but yeah it's basically your pit boy right yeah yeah uh, which is really cool um so moving on uh we've got a wall with a concert poster for Alyssa demille that's playing the violin um which is uh, probably a red herring um, surrounding it are pictures of the uh, wide set robot that uh, is in some concept art and is also in the trailer. Um, there's nothing. It looks like there's selfies of the robot on various nondescript planets, um, but there's multiple stickers surrounding this area. Um, and I'm going to read off some of the names on these stickers. Okay. <laughs> uh, the first one we have is a spaceship that says Astrodynamics. So maybe a different spaceship company could be, um, it could be a, a science group. Um, the next one is a series of planets and it says the 10th planet. Mm-hmm. So I know in our solar system, there's nine planets, right? right? So maybe in Starfield, they discover a 10th planet for. Right. Or it's just kind of a fun ongoing myth. And so the 10th planet is like a diner or a, Rock right. band. Or... This Costco's so big, it's tenth planet. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A bulk uh, supermarket. Yeah. Uh, there's a sticker that says Ranger on it that has a star. Um, that's probably like a space cowboy situation, like you know, Frontiers, Lone Ranger. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to fly, come and take a ride with the Cowboys. EPIA, EPIO. Um, sure. Okay. Uh, next one is the Livingstone Project. Livingstone. Hmm. I have I, some of these I have no clue, but I'm reading them off because I, I spent the time to go through them. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, if anybody else has any thoughts on any of these, please let us know. Uh, send us some tweets or jump on the Robots Radio Discord and let us know your thoughts. Um, next is the Farrier Four Expedition. Okay. This I wonder if this ties into some of the like secrets, like. For example, expeditions that disappeared and they're trying to uncover what happened to them. Things like that. Could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we've got a star that says the New Age Revolution. 
Okay. So that could be a, a political situation or just uh, another band. These are all just rock bands. These are all these are all the this person's favorite bands. That's what these are. The, the most interesting one, though, and the one that is like the most like, holy crap, is an indecipherable. It's indecipherable what, what exactly it says. I'm pretty sure if you could like enhance it, it was very hard to read. But it is a snake circling a globe and it is identical to a logo in fallout 76 that is in the sugar grove station and so it is the logo of the sugar grove signet and so let me read you a little bit about the sugar grove signet if you're probably familiar with the situation but let me read it for people who aren't so uh as a signals intelligence division sugar grove was tasked with monitoring internal as well as incoming and outgoing signal traffic in the appalachia area these tasks included interpreting communications between miners in Appalachia for seditious sentiments, uh, complex investigations of money trails for Chinese connections, and as the situation in Appalachia escalated following the increase of the automation and the free state secession, investigators investigating strikers for the communist connections and keeping tabs on secessionists. The free staters were considered to be a minor problem as long as they stayed in their bunkers. All collected intelligence was documented and, disposit and deposited in the facility's vast archival system. So they're, um, I guess they're, their sign, their saying, I suppose, is Audi Vidi Tasse, which is Latin for see, hear, and be silent. Hmm. Yeah, I, I put up the, uh, it on the screen, the, um, the snake around the earth it is it's west virginia but it's, it's a globe the globe is actually different um it's the same snake um the globe is actually uh this one is um i think the one in the picture is like green and and yellow mm -hmm. and the one in uh the trailer is like kind of a golden orange globe um but it is the same snake in the same position um curling around the globe wow okay so i would imagine that this would be just not sugar grove signet but this would be, or SIGINT, this would just be SIGINT, um, which is the Signals Intelligence Division of the United States Navy. Interesting. Huh. So I bet you, I bet you, and I'll, we'll get back to you next time in the episode, or um, you can write in with some of your theories, that typically in Bethesda games, they leave little Easter eggs for what they're working on next. Um, of like, oh, you know, there was a signal for the Greenbrier in, in Fallout 4. Um, there was... Um, Oh, what was it? There was there was other stuff in other games. Um, I, I'm blanking here, um, but each one they kind of leave a little tidbit. And I bet you that in the secret, like they have like multiple different secret projects that are within this bunker that you discover over time. Um, I bet you there is some reference to Starfield that may give us deeper clues as to um, maybe some of the details on the game. Yeah, in in Fallout 76, even that's it. That's yep. that's really interesting. Wow. Very cool. So there's a lot in this like one little, little area. There's a lot going on here. So, you know, we've kind of talked about what some of these things may be. Um, we've talked about the Sugar Grove situation. Um, do you have anything to add for what you what you theorize on some of this information these like stickers this is when like we are peeling stickers off the wall and getting like some pretty big reveals here you know 
Yeah, um, I, yeah, other than the stuff that I've already said, I, I'm not sure about what any of these other things mean, other than just kind of hints at what some of the other um, things are that we might be coming across. Uh, I guess one other thought is that these might be references to things that had happened in the past that we're going to get callbacks to. The New Age Revolution. Um, we do know that there there is a rich history. There was a war 20 years ago between factions. I'm going to be talking about that in my segment for the mm. next for the next tra the next trailer bit that we're going to have. Um, the the expedition. Um, there will be. I, I think that they're going to be drawn. Sick of being upsold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member. For ninety dollars more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For hundred and thirty more, you'll be a Swole member, and for just three hundred dollars more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May tenth. See Home Club for details. Playing. Uh, influences from shows like The Expanse and Dune and some of these other classic sci-fi movies and stories. Yeah. Um, I think you're more likely to see that than like a Star Wars or uh, like... Yeah. These, these more like um, uh, based in reality kind of uh, space adventures. Yeah, it, like ground, uh, grounded Star Trek. Like Right, right. But like, I, I think the expanse is going to be something that is going to be highly influential for Starfield. Um, so something like the the Farrier uh, Four Expedition, or um, maybe even some of the the pre existing scientific discoveries that rocketed mankind into a place where we could travel fifty light years and be able to, you know, explore things. In, in a world where it's only a few hundred years in the future, like, um, and, and I'll talk a little bit about this in the next segment, but I, I think that some of these things are references to some of that stuff that we're going to actually get to see. I like it. So there's some writing uh, as they pan around that's on the wall that seems like people are taking notes. Uh, one of them says, reminder, Siphonia security does not have a sense of humor. Uh, so Siphonia, wherever that is, seems like they are real, you know, hard butts. Uh -huh. <laughs> they don't want to don't mess with them. Uh, and the next one says we are out of tranquility that is spelled tranquil plus T the drink uh, mm. and to not get decaf uh, when you're going to go get that tranquility. Yeah, then otherwise, there comes otherwise why drink tea. I mean, it's not that good. <laughs> then there comes an interesting picture um, that details a planetary chamber that has rotating rings around it. Um, what I theorize this could be is a constellation or star map. Um, we see similar looking things in Skyrim. Um, when you go into the orreries that they have with the rotating discs that you're like casting spells on that are rotating things. Like a dwarf aligning... structure? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, it, it looks like that when you zoom it in. Um, but so so far they have a they have a few notes that they've written on it. Um, it's referred to as the constellation. Um, that's what they refer to the whole device as. Um, they've been unable to determine what's at the center, but they're calling it the candle chamber, and it's it's kind of circular around it. So there's like seems like there might be a light within the middle of it, um, and it says in the voiceover when they're showing this kind of star map 
device, like a giant thing. It says, what you found is the key to unlocking everything. This is all we've been working towards. So what do you think this all means? I feel like this is a pretty key component to the game in the main quest. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think it's a coincidence that this structure is called the constellation and the organization you're working for is called constellation. So here's my theory. My theory is that this structure is an alien structure that they discovered that may have something to do with um, advanced technology, obviously, and potentially the ability to travel the distances that humans have in order to settle the settled systems and unlock these technologies. But this is probably the key to the discoveries that they're they're looking to uncover about like even more understanding about these aliens or how this alien technology actually works, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the constellations maybe, I mean, constellations exist at a much further distance than 50,000 light years, or I'm, I'm sorry, right. 50 light years. So this might be the, the goal that you're trying to uncover. This might be the big secret. I think it's going to be like, um, um, I don't know if you've ever played, um, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, um, like the, the original one from years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So that, that game is about a star map and them getting pieces for the star map. And so there's mm-hmm. actual pieces that they've, that they've labeled. There's, um, an alpha, a beta, a gamma, um, I wonder if this has to do anything with the Omega book from previously, like maybe they're looking for Omega, which would be, you know, there's yeah. the Bible scripture about the alpha and the Omega. If you right. played Fallout three at the beginning, that's what they talk about. Sure. Um, sure. Could be something like that. Um, but it seems pretty important. It seems like that this is the big thing that the, the discovery that um, they have found that isn't of human technology. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe this will help uncover where these aliens went. Why did they left the system? Yep. What they know so, that we don't know. So um, th- it goes on in the trailer. It shows the Constellation logo on the person's um, armor. Uh, there are space parts that are also labeled Nova Galactic in the cockpit, which ties into the, um, the idea that it is a Nova Galactic grand starship. And then um, there are uh, there's the robot outside that waves and gets on the ship. um, And the voiceover says, this is the beginning of humanity's final journey. That's why we are here to discover what's out there. So the way that they word that and this whole like constellation map, like humanity's final journey, it sounds like that humanity is like not going to be alone after this journey. Um, So or 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 this would be what allows us to go the final distance for that which is left to explore very well could be yeah Yeah. so are we discovering aliens tom is this what we're doing i think maybe this has to do with aliens i think i think that and uh yeah i I mean yes and this is this is fun like this is good stuff I, i think we're i think this is this has to do with aliens this has to do with intelligent aliens i think that we're probably going to come across non-intelligent aliens we're going to come across other species right otherwise like what are we why do we have guns other than humans i mean obviously we have to deal with like dangerous other humans out there because of course humans are dangerous but if we're landing on planets that are inhabited by 
creatures and things, then we have to deal with them as well. But chances are most of those are not intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, if there is a structure out there that does something and is technologically advanced enough that we don't know what it is, and humans have only been exploring the settled systems for 300 years-ish, then chances are it's another intelligent species. It's not us. Listen, you can quote me now. There's aliens in them star fields. Them aliens are out there. I shot, <laughs> I shot them. I shot them and they're, they're messing my cows. Um, yeah, man. I think I think that's where we're at. We'll tell you what. No, no. You got any other info on this one? No, that's my deep dive. There's a lot of information in there. I'm sure that there's even more. Um, but I mean, we've got a lot of information on factions, um, like weapon manufacturers, ship manufacturers, um, different like your pit boy, like all kinds of different stuff uh, in this teaser trailer, which is yeah. which is kind of cool. Yeah, very cool stuff. All right. Well, let's take a break. Let's talk to our listeners and then let's come back because I've got some info for you about the settled systems that I'm excited to get to. So we'll be right back. So that tune right there is the latest in the hot dance jams in the clubs on the saddle systems. Um, we we got a early release. Yeah, we're one of the we're, we're an influencer for the settled systems. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting those early club releases. <laughs> so I just want to take the little break here in the middle to say thank you for tuning into the Starfield Lorecast. We hope you guys are enjoying the show. Um, just wanted to let you know that this podcast will be more regular as we get closer and closer to the actual release of the game. We hope you guys are enjoying this. Please, please, if you have a minute. Go to Apple Podcasts, look us up on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review. Five star ratings will be read out on future episodes of the show. And it really does help us to grow the show, to grow the audience. And we would really appreciate that. Also, um, if you'd like to reach out to us, then you can do so on Twitter. We'll leave our Twitter info at the end of the show. There's also stuff on the show notes and also on the Robots Radio Discord. There's a channel and we would love to hear your thoughts and some of your speculation about the game over there. Um, Also, Dave and I will be playing this game religiously. It will be a religious experience when it comes out. Um, I know that I'm going to be doing a lot of uh, playing this game, a lot of talking about it um, with the community on the Discord. And uh, Dave, I've been been streaming a bunch on the Robots Radio YouTube channel. I've been playing a lot of games over there. I've been playing Skyrim again and I will be doing more videos, video content for Starfield as that comes out. And that's going to be one of my big priorities. Are you going to be creating some content outside of the podcast? Um, as, as far as what I have for Starfield, I think that you're going to get like the content um, just because of that's where, like, that's where I started with Fallout 76 with mm-hmm. Vault Boys, where it was like more deep dives on this kind of stuff. But I am going to be streaming the game when it comes out. And I, I normally... Um, I normally kind of play the games to myself, but I think I want like first experience of Starfield to be on stream. I think that would be kind of cool just because we've been doing this podcast yeah. and doing a bunch of different stuff. Um, so my Twitch is at Dave Chaffins and that's the same as my Twitter at the end of the show. Um, and I'll be playing some of that. Maybe I'll play some stuff earlier. Like I like to play Dishonored, Fallout, that kind of stuff. Yeah, man. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. So um, 
yeah, if you if you enjoy the show, if you like hanging out with us, then check out our other content. That's all we got for right now. But let's get back to the rest of the show. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Here we are. All right. So we also got um, now we're getting closer to some of the more recent releases for videos and we have the settled systems one and I'm going to play this for you guys to check out and then I'm going to dive into some of the details in here that you may not have noticed. Hi, I'm Emil Pagliarulo, design director of Bethesda Game Studios. We're very excited to offer you this exclusive look at Starfield and the exciting universe we've created, which is an area of our solar system we call the Settled Systems. Our game is set in the year 2330, in a relatively small pocket of the Milky Way, in an area that extends outward from our solar system for approximately 50 light years. Around 20 years before the start of the game, the two largest factions in the Settled Systems, the United Colonies and Freestar Collective, engaged in the Bloody Colony War. Today, the major factions enjoy an uneasy peace, but the Settled Systems is still pretty dangerous. There are plenty of human threats out there, like ecliptic mercenaries, pirates of the Crimson Fleet, violent spacers, or even the fanatical religious zealots of House Varu. The organization known as Constellation is committed to uncovering the mysteries of the galaxy. And as one of its newest members, you'll explore the deepest reaches of the settled systems, and you'll find yourself at home in the Starfield. All right, so that's that's the video. And it seems pretty quick, but there's actually a lot of stuff in here and some things that I want to go a little bit deeper into. So first of all, we get the setting and the date, 2330. Now this is 300 years in the future. And I want you to just kind of get the concept here. 300 years ago was 1700, right? 1700. First of all, the United States as a country didn't exist yet. This was before the Industrial Revolution. We didn't have airplanes or cars. We had, in fact, we didn't even have like steam engines. We had sailboats. <laughs> like, in fact, we didn't really even have democracy as a legitimate form of government. This is, this is the difference in time between the way the world worked 300 years ago and today and how much can change in 300 years. So I want you to just take that as a concept. Um, also, and this is one of the influences I mentioned earlier in the show, The Expanse, the, the TV show series and books is set in 2350. So very similar time uh, frame. Dave, have you seen The Expanse or, or read the books? Yeah, I've I've I haven't read the books, but I've seen I haven't seen the most recent season, but mm -hmm. um I really liked um uh I, I really like the show, particularly when they're on the colony. They're like on a colony for like a season, and that is like premier sci-fi because they're like, we gotta survive on this colony. They, excellent show. You yeah. should watch if you like if you're like, oh I'm interested in Starfield, you should watch the expanse. Yes. So the expanse is based around a lot of very uh science fact type sci-fi. So concepts about how physics actually works in space, how actual spaceships would have to fly, um, the need for oxygen, uh, the fact that if somebody were to actually shoot ballistics at your spaceship, 
that you couldn't just absorb them with a shield of some sort, like uh, some sort of energy shield around your ship, that they would pierce through the ship and they you would vent oxygen into space. Um, like th they would also change the trajectory of your ship in motion and how that would affect space combat. Like all of these things are taken into consideration and in, in the way that that is built out and i have a feeling that these are the kinds of things that they've been considering in designing starfield so that's one of the things that that's going on here i think especially in this concept of 2330 we're not looking at like star trek we're not looking at star wars fantasy we're looking at like grounded in reality type stuff so we also have a range here it talks about 50 light years from us so i, I want to show you something this is a map of the stars within 50 light years of us 50 light years and according to this map there are roughly 1400 star systems containing 2000 stars within 50 light years this is a lot of stars this is kind of cool that's I like a lot of this stars. map yeah so and this is just i mean this is just a representation uh you know showing just kind of a grid with some locations on a grid. It's kind of hard to understand this. Sorry about the barking dogs. Um, I'm offended. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what happens when you do podcasts during the day and you've got neighbors with dogs. They just want to talk to each other. So mm -hmm. I, I want to put this into perspective. I also have uh, the Wikipedia article on this, which lists all of the star systems within 45 to 50 light years. And this is just in that gap of 45 to 50 light years. So I, this is like just at the edge, the edge of 45 to 50 light years. And this is again, just for a concept of this, this is the five light years, 45 to 50 light years away. And I'm scrolling down it on the screen, right? These are all the star systems, 45 to 50 light years. There are a few dozen just within that five light year spectrum and within that five light year spectrum, there are at least 18 confirmed planets at the edge of this of this distance. So with many more that just could potentially be within that edge of of, of this distance at the furthest reach of this. Right. So mm -hmm. if, if this is if this is helping you to understand this now, imagine everything within that range closer than 45 now you have hundreds or thousands of potential planets that are are within this range right so right. 50 light years doesn't seem like a long range when you when you think about the number 50 but mm -hmm. it's actually pretty far um the other thing to consider here is even without like close to light speed travel um well, let, let me rephrase that. If we had close to light speed travel, if we could actually travel at light speed, 50 light years is within the lifetime of a human being. Mm -hmm. Right. So you could send somebody at the age of 20 to some other planet in this area and have them relocate and then found a family and still get there if you could travel at light speed. So you could have travel across this this region within somebody's lifetime. But I, I'm, I'm imagining that they have some way of bending space because otherwise, how are we traveling from one side of this area to another in order to explore it? Right. 
and they show that off in the um not the um teaser trailer that i talked about but the original the showcase trailer where they blip in the um the space station right right so uh unlike the expanse in in most of the expanse show no spoilers they're they're traveling at sublight speeds they've developed these engines which can travel very fast which give you give us the ability to uh travel across our solar system and start you know colonies on other planets but that's only within one solar system to travel across multiple solar systems within 50 light years is a much further distance so there must be something else going on with technology beyond what we would just be able to develop within 300 years. So again, to Dave's previous points, aliens? <laughs> Did we come across technology kind of like in Mass Effect where we found some sort of technology that we wouldn't have been able to develop within 300 years and we are now utilizing that and we're trying to figure out the secrets to that technology? What do you think, Dave? I mean, it could be. Um, th that could be the case. and. And I mean, if you look at even like if you put it from a uh, from a human perspective, like we've put out stuff like we've put signals and stuff and messages out into space that are essentially saying like, hey, we're here. Yeah, we're all the way over here. Like, so Come visit like, us. even now we have that need to be like, OK, we want to leave things for people out there just to let people know that they're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on to the next part. They explain that 20 years prior, so 2310, the United Colonies and Free Star Collective engaged in a bloody colony war. There was a colony war only 20 years previous. So it seems it seems that colonizing hasn't been happening that long that things really came to a head, which makes me also think that this technology wasn't discovered that long ago. Also. Um, these are the two largest factions in the settled systems. Again, the United Colonies. Now, this sounds like maybe a federation. And then the Free Star Collective, which sounds more like a confederation. Yeah. So uh, this would make sense for their ideologies not to mingle. You have one group that believes in working together and some sort of unified government and another that sounds like a collective of independent governments that have agreed to some sort of, you know, some sort of, I don't know, socialized agreements. I, I, I don't know what the actual details are, but it sounds like right. they, they are distinctly different in the way that they've politically set up. Right. So, yeah. The, and they and they just like are mad at barking at each other. Yeah. It's just like, like our, our, now our dogs are talking to each other. So that's great. So there's an uneasy piece. Right. Um, so the, the trailer moves on. It says uh, that there are still threats and it lists some of the threats here. We have the ecliptic mercs. So this is interesting because the eclipse is a merc group from Mass Effect. Are these called the eclipse uh, or is ecliptic a descriptor? Of some sort and i'm pretty sure there's like an eclipse mercenary group in star wars so it seems like everyone there's like it's kind of like the the um the constant as you go through sci-fi universes that there's going to be a mercenary group called an eclipse of yeah, some sort right right and their gear looks like high quality it looks like they're like a well-funded group and then there's the pirates of the crimson fleet which sounds super piratey crimson fleet um, they sound very badass, but of course their gear looks low quality and like it's piecemeal because it looks like they've scavenged it off of off of places. And then there's the uh, violent spacers and spacers. That's a phrase that is used in the expanse. Um, 
And my question here is, are they a faction or is this just a descriptor? Are spacers people who don't live on planets or people who are just not born on planets? Like, how official is a spacer uh, uh, as a phrase? And we don't really know, right? Right. Exactly. It's it, And like, that could just be like, a violent spacers just, could just be like a raiders, essentially, you know, like they're kind of nondescript. Right. Um, are these are yeah. these just like the generic bad guys that we run into as we're just kind of flying around right. the universe, right? Oh, no, like, we ran into some more spacers. Oh, no, it's goblins. Watch out for goblins. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. And then we get the fanatic religious zealots of House Varun, V-A apostrophe R-U-U-N. Um, now, this sounds very Dune to me. Yeah, once you say house and then in an indiscernible word right after that, you're pretty much getting into to Dune, especially when you start bringing in fanatical religious organizations. <laughs> right. Also, it kind of feels a little bit fallout with like this fanatical group that believes in like, I don't know, some sort of end of the world thing or yeah, I mean, there always has to be some sort of religious fanatics in some sort of sci fi or fantasy context. Right. Um, now, why are they religiously fanatical? Who knows? We don't know yet. We don't know anything about them. Um, my guess is that it has something to do with, I don't know, the end of the world and the dangers of exploring space or, I mean, it's either, it's either one direction or the other. It's either we've gone too far with technology. We need to pull back. It's either something like that or more likely it's th like the further extent like we worship technology we worship the aliens and we need to do everything we can to ascend to godhood mm -hmm. i think it's probably more like that it's it's hard to tell what and like what religion like what religion exists in a world that is in space, like what in, in a fantasy setting, like what, like, how does that connect? Like, we don't, we don't know that. Like, we don't know that from like living, living on a single planet um, of what like could be a fanatic religion from like just of, of scenario of space. Like in Dune, you have a fanatic religion based around um, getting water to a desert. Like, yeah. Yeah. See, you don't you don't really know what that could be. Right. Right. So usually in these kinds of stories, the discovery of aliens is either completely rejected by the current religious uh, framework. It's, it's either fake news like, no, that's not possible. We we're going to hold on to our ancient beliefs. That's not possible. It's not in our it's not in our books. And they, they and they reframe it as like this is not something that's possible. They then they, they basically close their eyes and say nope nope this this doesn't exist this doesn't exist this doesn't exist, or it's confirmation and they rework it into their framework of like end times, and they grasp onto it as like this is the second coming or something like that, right? And it becomes like something that they become. You know, super right. And, and in, the, in the, I mean, if you go, um, if you go into some of the books, even in, in the Bible, there's like descriptions of like things from space that coming down. down from the sky, if you stay, right. if you stay up late at night and watch the history channel, this is all that it is. <laughs> yes. It's just like right. ancient aliens. And, and you can, there's like a whole here, let me do my hair up. Like the guy, there's like a whole situation that you can do, um, to go, uh, look into all that. So. Yeah. Yeah. So 
that's that's most of it. And then, of course, they talk about Constellation as an organization again, um, exploring the deepest reaches of the settled systems, deepest reaches of the settled systems. So the, I guess the furthest boundaries that we've been to so far in the settled system. So I, I think what we're, we're we're looking at is that in the last 20 years or plus where we've been settling the systems, we've only gotten so far. So we're at the current extent of where humanity has settled and it's Constellation's job to push those boundaries and to continue delving deeper into what else is out there, uncovering the secrets. Right. It's like people discover like people discovered um, like the, the Western part of America, like colonizers discovered that. Um, but they had to do a, a ton of different expo- uh, like uh, essentially expeditions to go out and catalog all the things to like make sure everything was correct on the map, make sure all the like. So it makes sense that you're keeping it to a settled system because there were settlements. I mean, there was, uh, you know, local tribes, um, uh, indigenous people that were out there. Um, but if you're like cataloging that kind of stuff, that makes sense to keep it in the settled systems. Yeah. So that's that's the full extent of what we got in this in this trailer. Um, Dave, any other last thoughts on on this one? I think I think it's really interesting and it, and it kind of gets you a feel of what like what a, a Bethesda sci-fi space game is going to be. Um, I think that that's hard to conceive when you think about it from like, okay, they do post-apocalyptic RPGs and they do um, high fantasy. Um, so kind of like getting the influence and like elder scrolls is inspired by tolkien and you know inspired by various other works and and things um same thing for like fallout is very inspired by mad max and like a number of different properties and so starfield's going to have some of that influence with it it's already interesting to see where they're where they're pulling from and what they're trying to make their own you know yeah yeah i'm excited and we've got some other of the reveals that we're going to cover on the next episode and we'll probably knock that out in the next two weeks or so so stay tuned for that so lots of fun stuff coming. Dave, you got anything else going on or ways that people can get a hold of what you're doing and check yeah. out your stuff? Um, so you can follow me on Twitter at Dave Chaffins. That's D-A-V-E-C-H-A-F-I-N-Z. Um, I've got something coming out mid-January, um, but I'm waiting till the beginning of January to announce that. But it is um, it's something coming out. Um, and if you like Starfield, you will most likely like this. If you like anything that I've done before, you'll most likely like this. But it's different from anything that I have done. Um, it is uh, going to be probably a podcast. So you will see. Cool. Nice. Nice. And you can check out my stuff. I'm on Twitter at robots underscore radio also on youtube where i do most of my game streams or actually all of my game streams on the robots radio youtube so uh, youtube.com slash c slash robots radio and all of these podcasts stream live on the twitch channel so twitch.tv slash robots radio so game streams on youtube podcasts on twitch I know it's weird, but I divided them up for a reason so people know where they're going for podcasts and where they're going for games. Also, it's just, you know, YouTube's just a better place for games lately. And I have a hundred reasons for that, but makes sense. It's uh, that's where I think things are moving. But anyway, go check that out. I'll be doing some more videos on Starfield and just RPGs in general, uh, Skyrim and Fallout and stuff like that on my YouTube channel. So go check that stuff out. Lots of fun stuff going on for robots radio and the network in general. So go check all that stuff out. Robotsradio.net. The website is getting a facelift. It should be updated by the end of the year and lots of stuff on the robots radio discord ways that you can plug into all the different shows and all sorts of fun things over there. So check all this stuff out. If you need any of the links, they're going to be in the show notes and guys, thank you for being here. Thank you chat for being here. Climbing zebra tone crusher. 
uh, Taz, Manny, everybody else who's been in here, and I've probably missed some of you guys. Uh, Jeebus, um, thank you for being here for the live show. Guys, we love you guys being part of this community. It just means the world to us, so thank you so much. We'll be back in a few weeks with the next episode, and like I mentioned before, these will eventually become regular weekly episodes, and we'll set up a regular time for that moving forward. So, all right, guys, we'll see you later. Have a Bye. wonderful week and stay safe out in the Starfield. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this show. Did you know that parodies are copyright protected? Tell a friend and review on iTunes or other services. Dave and Tom, excited for Starfield. Let's all speculate and wear no shoes. Hey, why aren't we wearing any shoes? Because shoes rhymes with iTunes, and that's the best I could think of. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.